When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the true story of a New York City boy with big town hopes and small neighborhood dreams of becoming BFFs with the Real Housewives and other Bravo celebrities. Then, one day, that dream actually came true. Let me take you behind the velvet rope. Hey everyone, this is David. Welcome back behind the velvet robe. Let's just get right into it today because we are joined by the one, the only Miss Arden Marine. Hi, how are you? How are you? I mean, I'm better now that I'm talking to you and I'm shaking a crystal ball just to like clear the bad energy out of the day. I love that. You know what? I mean, I've never, you are officially the first person that has ever shaken a crystal ball at the beginning <laughs> of Behind the Velvet Robe. So I yeah. think I kind of need one of those. You know what? It's It was a gift and it was one of the things that I thought, am I going to declutter this immediately? Like, is this going to not spark joy? And, and the reality quite the opposite it sparks so much joy there's so much glitter inside um i feel that it's nothing but good vibes so i'm i'm all in on this i love it i just saw like i think is this what's happening to all of us that are just at home like i just saw it's gonna sound really tacky but it's not it's like a jellyfish tank but it's fake jellyfish (gasps) right so but it looks real so it's like I, I didn't look into it, but like the way the water, right. And so imagine having like no real, you don't have to take care of it because it's not real. Oh, I'm going right? to Google that. My uh, friend just, my friend just sent me, a, send me the link to that. My friend just sent send me a really cute link to like a $35 like clamshell light that has like a pearl in it. That's so Madonna in fun, sort of like kitschy. But it's like this, like, who doesn't need a pearl clamshell light? I get it. 35 bucks, Amazon. Like, yes, bring it. And then another one of my friends got her sister a lava lamp for Christmas. And I'm like, you couldn't pick one up for me? Like, this is the perfect gift. Like, I would love a lava lamp. I feel like that all of us, particularly right now in the pandemics, would like nothing more than just to like, let's like, when, like, like, let me just stare at that lava, you know, watch some below deck, have some CBD tea, shake my crystal ball, and everything's going to be fine. 
Everything's going to be fine. Below deck really just solves everything, doesn't it? Can, can we talk about below deck for a second? We could, because then later I have lots of I have lots of reality TV questions for you. Okay, but let's great. but let's talk about below deck. We we can go okay. there. Well, I mean, I know sailing yacht just started, but like, what do you think of this past season? You know, with like Elizabeth James. You know, good to see Captain Lee back. What did you think of all that? Like, yeah, yeah, they're sleeping together. That's what you do when you're on below deck. Like. No, Elizabeth is adorable. She's dumb as a stomp, as sweet as can be, a terrible employee. If I was Francesca, I would be annoyed as well. And yet the only one that's causing any, like, fun TV viewing, like, where's what's Ash doing? And does Izzy have the coronavirus? Those are all my questions for you. Okay, so I've had Izzy I just had on my show for a special two-part sit-down. Izzy is... Right, so you know what it is, and like as you you tell me as a co podcast host, because we're going to talk about your podcast sure, too. Sure, I have to say, like I sometimes I get it right, like of course, but I, I get it wrong a lot of times. Like it's, it's just one of those, like you know, of course you're on below deck. I got it, you know. Let's chat. Yeah, I and you know, I wasn't overly excited. Unbelievable, blew me away. Loved, Loved her. her. That's like, the thing. Bonded. I was like, I did not expect this. You don't know who you are going to love. I loved, I was surprised. I mean, I, I thought I was either going to love or not love, but like the, the lady Alexis, that was the dolphin from the bachelor, the one who came on Nick Vial season and was the dolphin the whole first night. Love, like still talk to on the phone. Right. Like came to San Francisco with us to do it. Came to Texas. Like love. You just, you don't know. And it's, that's why it's, I always feel badly because sometimes we'll like make jokes about people and then you meet them in real life and you're like, I am so sorry. And I love you. And now no rain shall fall. Seriously. So and it was so nothing against Izzy. her. It was nothing against her. I just thought, you know, she's serious and a war. Right. I thought we were going to have like a Marine, you know, like a lot of people come yeah. on and they want to talk about like the industry, which is fine. But, did, you know, and she also she just came out. She well, did? She came out? That's exciting. She came out and it was like a big thing. It got picked I up did, like all over. That. I love that for her. Love. I didn't know that. She's love. fun and cool and has an interesting story. You know, I, it's it, like, what a difference between this and like smashed in, like p- p- punching. Like I've never seen a crew that doesn't go get hammered every Friday night and like punch a minivan window. Like this is, this actually feels like a real deck crew, you know, like this is, a, it's, a, it's, they feel like responsible employees. The difference between this and the, you know, Kate and Ashton season is best. I mean, Rachel's really fun TV. You can tell she can cook a meal and then seeing her shit faced, uh, stumbling up and treating every band like her own private karaoke band and screaming, Google it. And then it's trying to get to them. I mean, but that was amazing. <laughs> I mean, I think she's, I mean, I also asked Izzy, like, is she brilliant or is she just certifiable? Cause she's almost borderline certifiably oh, crazy. Yeah, for sure. And what was the answer? But she said, no, she's not. But like, look at her food. Like, I think she's one of the best chefs they've had. I think she's a savant who just loves to party and and doesn't realize that her drunk alter ego is a little too feisty. Like, hold your liquor, honey. Learn how to hold your liquor. Learn how to hold your liquor. (laughs) It's, I mean, it's a skill. I'm I'm 99% good at holding my liquor most of the time. Like, I could be really drunk and just like... I, I keep I, it together. And then sometimes, no. I would say I'm not feisty. I might just slink off and like quietly throw up. 
I think a lot of times people think I'm really drunk when I'm not. And when I am really drunk, I almost just like get a little self-conscious and I'll just slither off and nap somewhere. You do? Well, yeah. I like do the Irish goodbye when I'm drunk. I don't ever, oh. ever, like it, I will no. never, ever say goodbye. Never. Nor Zero percent chance. I know. I feel like my sweater matches your art so well. I have this I, pink art. You have like a pink and purple sweater, but you, what is this wallpaper behind you? It's like pink with elephants. It is. I am in an, a garage that I converted into my podcast studio. This is fabric. It's upholstery and there's soundproofing underneath and it's a John Robshaw print. And oh it's my like God. A, yeah. So it's like Marrakesh, you know, it's like elephants and camels and um, yeah. So I have like the sort of tent feel. I love it. Now, where, because I know, I heard one of your podcasts where you said you were in your garage, but where are you in the world? Are you in LA? Am I just I'm in LA. I'm in LA. In, um, so I'm in LA. I'm an East Coast gal. I lived in New York for many years. New York is my favorite city. I keep trying to move, like, I move back and then I keep, then I'll work out here. So then I'm like, Kato Kalen staying with my friends for too long. You know, it's like, so um, if I could have, if I could have a regular job in New York and like, that's where I prefer to live as far as cities goes. It's, so I would, yes, I guess and yes. I mean, I would love to be bi-coastal. Like I wouldn't mind being out in LA a little bit, but yeah. I agree. New York is where, what although. Na- what neighborhood are you in? I live in Chelsea. I mean, I actually have I'm one apartment. of those, I've only lived in the West Village in Chelsea. So I'm like one of those spoiled bitches. Where I lived on Grove. I lived on West 10th. I lived on Horatio. I lived on West 12th. I mean, tiny apartments. I lived on Christopher. I lived on Perry. I lived oh, on, yeah. Perry, come on. Perry was nice. Perry's like the dream street address like you just want to write like care of art and marine 78 perry street like it's just the cutest but now chelsea so like i made this big move uptown to chelsea (sighs) the best although let me tell you it doesn't matter where you live now because there's nobody in new york city i am dying to go this is the longest i've ever gone without being in new york i was there last year in january and february a couple times for work things and then to do Watch What Happens Live, which was so exciting, excuse me, with Adam from Below Deck. <laughs> was that your first time on, on Watch yeah, What Happens? Yes, yes. I was so excited. And then I went to like the fashion shows, which was fun. And then, but even flying there, I remember I wore a mask on the plane and the guy next to me made fun of me, but it was like, like one of them was towards the end of February and I got mocked, but I thought, I don't I'm going to wear the mask. And I, and then that was the last time I was there. February was, so I, I have a semi mask story and February was a weird time because I don't ask me how I have one of those weird things where like, I could kind of recognize you out of the corner of my eye. The wait is over. That's right. Season five of the Kardashians is here. Just when you thought life couldn't get any faster, they're punching it into overdrive. Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie are back and continue to defy expectations in all their endeavors. So get ready to go behind the glitz and glamour of the most iconic family on television. The all-new season of The Kardashians premieres May 23rd, streaming on Hulu.
I ran into just randomly Parker Posey on the street. Right. Love. Right. So I'm like, I, you know, this is the behind the velvet rope podcast. We're all about pop culture and loving who we love. I'm like, I'm not, not going to say something. No, it's, she's the queen, indie queen. She's party girl. Yes. Party girl, house of yes. Yes. House of yes. Tori, Tori had a moment. Tori had two films and, and had a moment where she was killing it. And then it didn't quite happen, but I was really rooting for that for her. I don't know, because Trick was great, too. Yeah, Trick. Those were her two movies. She, Tori had a moment. And Josh Hamilton, House of Yes. Oh, that was a great, it so was a good. great cast. So wait, so how is Parker Posey? Well, so I saw her and she had like a scarf around her, but I knew it was her. And I said, you know, I was like, can I have a picture with you? Just because like you are the queen. Yeah. And she was like, I'm, yes, she, totally. But she's like, I'm so sorry. I just have to keep my scarf over here, you know, because Corona. It was the same thing. And I was like, I wasn't like making fun of her, but I was like, really? You know, because in the beginning <laughs> stages, February, we didn't really understand. And then, yes, like two weeks later, I was like, oh, wow, that Parker Posey really knew what she was talking about. Have you been on a plane? Yes. I went to the OC in November. How was it going on a plane? I have to tell you, like, it wasn't bad. It wasn't, like, I've been in other situations where I've been more afraid. I don't know why I wasn't afraid. I mean, the whole thing about leaving the middle seat and not being oversold, that's bullshit. I can tell you that. Yeah. I think they say you want an aisle. No, I'm sorry. You want a window. And, and then like, I think you need like the eye, you know, like a visor and the mask and then just try like wear a diaper. Just try not to use the bathroom. I mean, that's the thing. Like I had the mask. I mean, you f- it's weird. You almost felt more safe than just walking around other places. Cause they're so strict. Right. That right. like, you really can't take that mask off. I know I might be flying somewhere in a couple months and I feel nervous, but I feel like, all right, enough people I know have flown and have, have been okay that like, all right, let's just do it. Let's give and it it's go. different air now. Like there's, I didn't read all, but like they recirculate the air. There's something with the air that it's not right. recirculated air. Like it's almost, yeah. I mean, like, I'm not trying to be cavalier. Like I don't know anyone no. that's gotten it from flying. Yeah, me neither. Know? Me neither. Mm-hmm. So there's that, but um. I'm trying to think what else. So Parker Posey. But so have you always been into reality TV? Yes. Yeah. I love it. Really? I mean, look. Oh, well, okay. I, I didn't grow up. We didn't get cable where, you know, I just had like the three channels for many years. I grew up in this tiny, tiny town. And, um, um, you know, I definitely early on, like, Real World, Road Rules, Survivor, Project Runway, Top Model. Yeah, I love a competition. Um, I applied to be on Real World, didn't get it. Um, but I, 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 like, I like watching people make things and get eliminated. I love a Top Chef, Project Runway, all the design shows, all the visual interior design ones that have come and gone. None of them have really lasted that long, but like top um, design on Bravo. Remember I mean, that? That was With, like so Todd good. Oldham. It was so good. No, there was two. There was one. Which one was Kelly Wurstler on? There was the one with Kelly Wurstler, Jonathan Adler. There was one with Todd Oldham. There was Top Design, and then there was Design Star. There was those. There were the yes. same time, and then they both went away. I loved both of them. So yes, I do love TV. And then and now I'm a more recent convert to all the Bravo. I'm a more recent Below Deck, Below Deck Med, 
New York, Housewives, New Jersey, Orange County, Salt Lake City. Uh, I do believe that that woman married to the Coach Shaw is batshit. I think so. I've, so here's the thing in like housewives, like, you know, you have to be a little bit off, but yes. then there are people that just sometimes come along where you're like, this person is literally certifiable. Like they're not even going to keep their job because like, they're just like a liability to the network. I feel badly also for Mary Cosby on the show. I feel like, oh, there's something like. I think I she's like, batshit. Like I've said yeah. this before. She's either really wants this and is dying to be famous and is really trying, same with Jen Shaw, or they're batshit crazy. Those two, I think that Mary Cosby feels like the poor thing. To me, I, I want to give her a hug. I feel like yeah. she has a complicated thing that was given to her that she's trying to make okay, but like doesn't quite feel okay, but it has a lot of stuff, which then isolates you. And then... Jen Shaw, it's fascinating seeing her be sweet around her husband, like the two faces of Jen Shaw, that he, the coach does calm her down. A little bit, yes. A little bit. And then I'm fascinated by the two ladies that look exactly like each other. And I love the woman that is lacking confidence who has the Botox shop. And I love the oh, woman Heather. with the high voice and her dad, her dad get trying for sobriety. I, I feel for her. I like her. You don't love, okay, so I don't, you don't love Lisa and Meredith? I love Lisa and Meredith. I love them. I they're love the whole, them. They're the whole, they're the, they're the, I mean, I like, love the one with the low voice, the one, I love the one that just eats like Popeye's, you know, like takeout from fast food. I Lisa, love her. Love Lisa. She was on my show. She was, she was, she's great. She works. Stunning. 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 She works hard. She's fun. And I think Meredith is also cool and fun. I love and her stunning. Style. Gorgeous. Stunning. stunning. I love like both dr- of them. Yes. They're the, so they're going to keep their jobs because they're, you know, they're what we need. Like, you know, glamorous and not yes. certifiably insane. Yes. I applied to be on Big Brother way back in the day. That's my, I, I mean, I, I, I like them all. Don't get me yeah, wrong. But sure. Big Brother is just. Love. That's your jam. I mean, like, cause would I, I do Survivor? Absolutely. But that yeah. shit's hard. Like you gotta, like, I'm like, I'm looking at some things and I'm like, I would suck at these competitions. My social game might be good, but. I'll tell you, Lance Bass and I applied to be on Amazing Race and we were talking about doing it in 2020. And, but like the thought of actually executing it is really scary. Like he's into space and so, he's, he's not afraid of the heights thing and jumping off of a building. And like, I would freak out. That's the thing. Like the things, I mean, I would do almost anything. Like I wouldn't bungee jump. That's just, you know, we all have weird fears. Mine are like mice and bungee yeah. jumping. Those are the two things. Like I just like, give me a cockroach. Like I'll eat a bug. Like I don't care I'll about eat any a bug. shit. Yeah. I'll, I'll eat a bug. Don't put me. I would bungee jump. I would hurt my neck for sure. I shouldn't bungee jump, but I would. I would not go into like a crevasse down under the ground. I wouldn't spelunk underground in a small cave area. Oh, and I really? don't think I would scuba dive. I get a little claustrophobic. So you could throw me off of a bridge, but don't put me in like a tiny hole. Okay. I would rather, like, I've gone into caves when I was in Iceland. I went like under like How some- was it? I mean, it wasn't like, okay, let me do this every day of my life, but it wasn't, it wasn't bad. That doesn't bother me, but the bungee jumping, I am guarantee you, I would be the person that was paralyzed for life. Like seriously, I'm just hundred percent convinced it wouldn't work for me or the court. I would, that would be the end. So that I I wouldn't do, but the amazing race, the thing about it is like, I literally think I would have a heart attack. It's just, 
I wouldn't be able to relax. But I mean, you and Lance Bass, they must have been like, here's the, here's the, here's the key. Like that's like a golden. Well, we want to be team razzle dazzle and wear everything. Like I'm razzle, he's dazzle. And then we always wear razzle dazzle clothes. And we also know that we're not going to win. So like I can drive a stick shift. We feel like we'll do well on the charm factor. Um, I'm good at puzzles. I'm scrappy. I can stay up many, many hours. Um, Me too. I'm pretty, I, like I have, st- I'm strong, but I'm not as fit as all those maniacs that are doing like all the supplements and like, you know, um, so we're, we would be shooting to come in like six. Well, I mean, when you, did you reach out to CBS? I would assume yes, they we, would say, yeah, forget yeah, the they, audition. Here's yeah, your they, ticket. They were, they were interested. Yes. They were yeah. interested. So it was going to be, because we, we reached out last winter, and then there was one that was coming up right away, but it was during pilot season, and Lance had something, and I had auditions, and so we were going to do it in the summer. Like, they were like, check back in in, like, May and see if you still want to do it, and then, you know, the coronavirus happened. Well, when the coronavirus leaves and the show comes back, if Lance is like pulled into like an in-sync reunion, if Justin wants to do a duet and you need some other partner, yes. you know where to find Oh my God, that would be fun. And you we can go fun. into the crevasse and you can throw me over the bridge. And I don't even mind, like I'll go on, like I don't mind heights. I mean, I don't love them, but I would do it. I would take the short route if it was a height. I just wouldn't bungee jump. That's where I could I'll bungee it. jump. I will okay. bungee jump for you. I would be a I would I would be the craziest show you've ever seen bungee jumping, but you could throw me over the bridge ledge and I would do it. I'll be like, bitch, let's go, because we have yeah. to win that money. Yes. I would I would do it. But like eating the sh- bugs and everything that I'll I don't do that. bother. But I'll do that. But I like, did you like all of the other originals, like The Simple Life, The Hills, Laguna? Me too. Me too. I mean, if you think about it too, well, all of Simple Life was revolutionary because they were the, you know, in the Osbournes, like they were the ones that- Amazing. Yeah. And like The Simple Life, they were really smart how they play, they, and it was before people knew that it was sort of fake, you know, and that- Right. They did kind of go in and disrupt that family's life and like corrupt the young boy. And like, it was fun to, and they were fun and cute together. It was these two girls, like fish out of water, so charming. And then um, The Hills and Laguna- the way they shot, the DPs they got, like just the look of it, that they, it looked like a movie. Unbelievable. I mean, Justin Bobby and Audrina was so beautiful, like all of them. And and watching their transformation physically, like how they all started as like really adorable, fresh-faced 22-year-olds who then had like new chiclet teeth by like season three. And like they just, they were beautiful young ladies that all like, you're like, wait, they look completely different. And they were the, it was before everybody got all the injections and stuff, you know? We've had, I've had like Alex H. I've had some deep cuts, Christina Schuler from the first season, Alex H. We've had like some of the, you know, where are they now? Hills girls have stopped. Where are, where, where's the general vibe of like the sort of like the B league? Where are they now? They are, the B league is local. None of, you know, maybe they moved to Newport beach or, but they're okay. all relatively local and just living like families. Right. Alex H is aunt pregnant with her third child. I just right. her yesterday, like That's they're lovely. just living the life. Are, they are seem watching? happy. They don't seem like, je- you know, like I ask, listen, sometimes I got to go there. You know, like the obvious question, like, are you jealous? Like yeah. Lauren went on to make Lauren a bazillion dollars. Yeah. And now yeah. they seem relatively like 
well-adjusted. And I believe it because let's face it, we all hear what we, you know, everyone has their answer. And lots of times I'm like, all right, I call bullshit. I'm not going to say it to your face, but I believe them. Well, it's interesting now, like, because I host a bachelor podcast and I've like too deep in on like, I'm aware of when Instagram started and how that you changed are. the game. How that when you watch old seasons, which we've done during the pandemic, how that changed the game of reality TV. Because that, for example, on The Bachelor, you don't have to come in and win anymore. You, the, the goal is just to get Instagram followers. In the past, there was no Instagram. Like you had to go back to your life as a dental hygienist or whatever. Like now, the name of the game is. Get enough airtime so that you can sell FabFitFun boxes and maybe like go to paradise. And it, it's, it's, it, it changed things. And I would imagine for those Hills and Laguna gals, that was before Instagram. It was during Twitter. But like it wasn't an option just to be an influencer. That was like the height of Us Weekly, like the sort of kits in stars that are just like us, you know. So, but it didn't, yeah. if, if you weren't the A team, you couldn't just like post bikini shots and get some money for selling Tanner. True. Yeah. Cause like they've talked about, like Alex and Christina talked about, like they had appearances, you know, at the time they did, but yeah, when it went away, it went away and it was a whole different thing. I mean, let's talk about appearances. How great was season one of Jersey Shore? Um, phenomenal. A classic. Was- a classic. I mean, the situation and his, like, the grenade and DTF and GTL and, like, all, like, they were fascinating to watch. And you believed that they were just doing what they do every summer. Like, it, you know, it's so fun to watch things before people are actually famous. And, again, that was before Instagram. So, you did feel like you just had a window into this other world that was like watching an exhibit of like, this is one option of how you could spend your summers. It was fascinating. And like, look at, you know, Snooki, like who can oh. really truly say I quit and really have, you know, the money and just the popularity. Yeah. I mean, how many uh-huh. housewives really quit? Let's face it. None, hardly I mean, any. None. Some. So Jersey Shore. Yes. Was amazing. Was amazing. Well, wait, what about like on the topic of like reality shows that have changed a lot, you know, to your point, Jersey Shore is totally different nowadays. Like, what did you think of this past season of the OC that we just all sat by and watched closely? I found it fascinating to watch Shannon's kids give her coronavirus and not really care, like, and be like, what? Like, you know, her beautiful daughters not really give a shit. They're like, sorry. And then Bronwyn gunning to be top dog, like thirsty for the, thirsty to take Tamara's title, you know, like that's an interesting thing. It's like, if this is all real, fine. But you mean to tell me after Vicky and Tamara got fired, you now in your second season are an alcoholic. Yes. Okay. You're, we're exploring your open marriage more. You're a lesbian. Yeah. You have a girlfriend. You don't want your husband to date. Your husband's okay with this. You're living together. And you have a son who is now out of nowhere Doing dressing drag. in drag. No. It's That's just super- a lot of things to have in the second season. I am, I don't it's know. It's so thirsty. And it's an interesting, like the difference between that and Leah on New York, who just came in and nailed it like yeah her authenticity coupled with her insane persona when she drinks it was a whole but like i believed her i didn't and i yeah. didn't feel like 
she was trying to get the airtime. I felt that that's who she was versus I do feel like there's some thirst of grabbing for this happening on the OC. I would agree with you. Now, we don't need to mention any names, but I emailed a OC housewife that I am friends with yesterday just to be like, blah, blah, blah. And by the way, and this particular OC housewife was like, I am mortified at what they did to our show. Right. I mean. So there you go. So Look, I never thought that Kelly Dodd would be the voice of reason. This Rick is really like seemingly calming her down, like that she's the one that's the voice of reason when interacting with these gals. No, look, it's not. It's not. Last season was fantastic. Of the, it was an excellent season of last. Season. I still don't understand the whole like Vicky and Tan. I mean, I get it. Let's do something new, but I just, I, I think they should. I mean, they should take the entire OC cast and just start over. That's my mm-hmm. honest opinion. Yeah. I can't, the one person, if I had to give a lifeline to one person, believe it or not, I would choose Gina. Oh, I love Gina. Cause I she's Gina. real. And she's like, she's yeah, real. there's 12 of us in this house. Like whatever, this is what I can afford. I'm like, okay. I'm like- I also like, I also enjoy, um, I have a soft spot for the lawyer who got coronavirus. Emily. Emily. I mean, she's not, she's not, she's not, crackling tv but i like her as a person very nice woman very nice very nice but no i think gina's fun i like gina i love her accent i love her her authentic like her the real stuff she's going through she's making it work i find her very watchable she's better and you are you look because i mean i love it you love you know the ratings on salt lake are awful but it's phenomenal yeah it's bad ratings interesting yeah i've it's funny i felt like the first episode was a 10 out of 10 like it came out of the gate with a bang oh i know i make it look so easy to bring you behind the velvet rope podcast five days a week but trust me it's really not easy before i found fiverr business i was all over the place i was managing multiple freelancers that were so hard to track down and nothing was getting done. And I was spending so much time doing this. Fiverr Business has changed everything. They've given me access to an all-star team of super freelancers. And you get to manage all of these freelancers from one easy-to-use dashboard. I have turned to Fiverr Business for everything, graphic design, copywriting, social media. They really provide an all-star team of freelancers. If you have a business need, Fiverr Business can solve it. Again, you stop wasting time searching for talent. You leave it to Fiverr Business, and it really simplifies working with multiple freelancers. You set budgets, you manage projects, and this is all done with ease. Listen, collaborating online hasn't been this easy since ever And right now, you can sign up for Fiverr Business absolutely free for the first year. You get one free year and you save 10% on your purchase of Fiverr Business with a promo code VELVET. Just go to fiverr.com slash business. That's fiverr.com slash business. And don't forget the promo code VELVET. It will simplify all of your freelance needs and change your life. The sheer fact that they got some former Mormons, like it's it's just an interesting, I was like, wait, this is part of the world of Salt Lake City? Like this is bananas. 
I like the location. I mean, I love the whole like snow, you know, because if you think about it, like Jersey, New York, like most of these shows film, I mean, now with Corona, it's different, but most of them film in the sun. Yeah. So I just love the like between scenes and like Jen Sean or heels in the snow. I'm like, I like the snow. I mean, Jen Sean, Jen Sean, I can't figure out like, does a coach make that much money? Like, how does she have (sighs) this team to do her nails differently every day? This, the, how does she have eight assistants? How does she have this full hair and makeup? Like, how is she able to throw these parties, these hundred thousand dollar birthday parties for her friends? Like, does a coach make that much money? I can't, I don't get it. I don't get it. I mean, she's the one to me that is just like it seems inauthentic. I mean, even when she was on Watch What Happens, it, it, Andy even brought it up. He's like, people say they don't believe, not even the money, just like everything is more like over. It's just like, you hate this one. You hate that one. You're in a fight with someone else every week, upset about something that you shouldn't like. It's like, you're. she's hard to watch. I don't like this fighting at that level. That's hard to watch at that. I, I know she's going to be mad at the blonde with the big boobs who like, who, who is very sweet and I enjoy, but who really was a ding dong at the birthday party. Mary, Mary feels she's like a liability. She feels like something's wrong. And and the number of houses too, all that. It's like, oh my God. And I believe her actually. I believe her. And like the backstory is actually just really sad. I'm like, oh, this is not like something's really off here. Yes. I feel, well, you know, the rumor is, I don't know, the rumor is that they realize that during production, she's really gone from being there to not being there. She's just dealing with her son and her cousin housekeeper. It's so, she hasn't, there's no group scenes anymore with her. So I think they realized it. It feels sad. It's creepy. It's creepy. It is creepy. Like you almost feel like this isn't fun anymore. Like you're now watching, like- but do you feel that way? Because I feel that way at times when I'm watching Sonia Morgan with her oh, drinking. Oh, very much. Me too. I, I feel protective of her in a way. Look, it's a self-diagnosed thing, but I'm watching her and I'm like, oh, like when, like when they, like two years ago when they went to Miami and she slipped and like, like she could, like that was a cement floor and that table. Right. I mean, she could have really not knocked herself out, you know, and watching her fight and the the way that they give it a pat and and Ramona no I'm sorry not Ramona Dorinda 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 it is it's well the bitterness yeah you're just like you're this isn't okay no uh, but that when they were at the Berkshires and just screaming and like and the and the vitriol towards Tinsley and stuff like that it was very hard to watch a lot of it's hard yeah so I have a question. Now I, so speaking of reality TV, I am one of those, like I was there in the beginning for The Bachelor. I, I phased out a lot of, you know, just like there's only so much hours in the yeah. day. So like maybe to your point that you're watching OC. So I didn't watch The Bachelor for a long time. Then I interviewed Trista Sutter for this podcast. So I was like, I, I better like get back up to what's going on. So I watched Claire and Dale last season 
And now this season, I, I'm hooked. I don't know if it's like, so after like a 10 year hiatus, I did the same I'm thing. I'm back. I'm back I, in The Bachelor. I was the same thing. I watched in the beginning. I watched Andrew Firestone. Yes, I watched Jen then, Chef. So at Jen Chef was actually who made me leave. Jen Chef made me angry when she, because I really liked her. I, I was loved excited. her. I was like, oh my God. It's like, I thought she was so adorable. I was sad she didn't win. I watched Meredith. I watched all of them and I was like, okay, Jen, like, she'll be great. And I found her as a bachelorette, like when, when she at the end was like, I choose not to choose. And I thought, bitch, I just watched like 500 hours. Like, it's just a game. Just pick one and break up with, you don't have to marry him. Just pick, we're just, it's just a game. Like pick yeah. somebody. And I was so annoyed that I quit until Caitlyn's season, which was like five years ago. I, and, and some people have been trying to get me to watch it. And I was like, I don't want to watch it. Me like, too. It doesn't interest me. And then I watched Caitlyn's season because somebody said it was a good one. And it was so riveting that I was hooked again. And I saw that all my, that's how I started my podcast. I saw all my funny friends were tweeting about it and I was completely riveted. And I thought, okay, I need to be able to talk about this with my funny friends. So I started my, will you accept this rose podcast? And, uh, and I think it's interesting to see them do it during the pandemic. So you're watching Matt James. Matt James is so hot. He's so, they finally got a hot bachelor. Like, I think he's, yeah, I mean, I really think he's, I mean, I can't think of anyone who's hotter. Tyler Cameron, I thought was hot. Oh, but he wasn't the bachelor. Like he's. No, he wasn't. Okay. See, there you go. And no. this is what I mean by me taking a yeah. huge hiatus. So no, he was so hot and like women would have driven over their own face to like go for Tyler. And I, and, and I think Matt is equally as hot and they're best friends and he seems like a nice guy. So it's fun to watch one where you, where it actually feels like people aren't just there for the Instagram followers. They, I think they're literally like, this is the hottest guy I have ever seen. And like, that's what's fun. They're like, gimme. And he seems like a classy guy. It's fun. But wasn't Tyler like, and I, I met him too once in New York and I was just like, I like now need a picture with you because you're just, I'm sorry, I'm not a woman. Like I get it when you're done with all that. I just like, yes. I, I need a moment. Yeah. Wasn't he though, like, what's his reputation? Isn't he the like total playboy? Like, isn't that what he is? I think Or no, he, he's really I nice. I mean, generally, I think he's really nice. So like his dad had cancer and like, and he was like, you know, so move back home to take care of my pops, you know? And oh, then that's his, nice. Yeah. So he's really close with his family. He it was all about his pops and like, it's, you know, helping his pops. And so he became like a construction guy and he wanted to work with his pops. And then like. And so I think he was like living at home trying to do the right thing by his family. And then he was on the show and then he got cut and really, and he really was the most sincere. Like he wanted to do right by Hannah Brown and she cut him and she picked this guy that sang dog food commercial jingles and was like, had a girlfriend. And she just, she picked the worst guy when you could have had Tyler who you felt really loved her. And then not only, I don't think people think of him as a play, but I think he was so sweet that every woman on earth was like, I want to date you. And then he dated Gigi Hadid. Like everybody wanted him because he was this lovely, hot guy yeah. who loved his family. And so I think it was like literally just pouring at him. And then his mom died suddenly. Like his mom. Oh, so wow. I think people just really like him. And, and he and, says, like, people slip into his... I mean, I'm sure they yeah. do. Oh. I'm sure. Because he was very classy. He was classy when... She, and he was elegant to her when he was caught. He was like, I will always speak well of you. I will always be wishing the best for you. Like, he seems like a really good guy. And 
and the fact that Matt is his friend, I think they seem like nice guys. Together. I was going to say Matt seems like the nicest guy possible. So I am literally all in for this season. Me too. Just kind of like, oh, I've been sleeping for 15 years. Like, That's where how- have I been? I felt that to such an extent that I started a podcast because I needed to talk about it. Is that why you started your podcast? Yes. Yes. I watched one season and then I realized I was, and and somebody said to me, like, are you going to watch Paradise? I was like, no, I have a life. I'm not going to watch Paradise. And then I watched Paradise. Paradise is the greatest show on television. It knocked my socks off so that when the next cycle came around, I felt so hooked that I was like, I, I need to talk about this with somebody. So I started the podcast and it's, the, and it, who would have thought I just did it for fun. And it's been like, it just exploded. <laughs> were you shocked at like, I mean, well, were your friends shocked? Cause you know, like you're an actress, like you have like a career. Yeah. That um, like, you know, you're doing this and, you know, going on auditions and getting parts and being in movies and TV and like, this is your an, thing now. It's an interesting thing. It's like a weird thing. Like I have a book out. I wrote a book. Like I did a play with Steve Martin. And then I'm like, like, look, that's who I am. Part of who I am loves reality TV and I'm not embarrassed about it. And it's like, you know, I think, I think if people listen to it, then they understand, but I can feel the judgment sometimes for sure. I do think sometimes people like I'm a blonde woman with a high voice and so I, they immediately already think one thing. So I, I do think, I'm like, look, if, if somebody doesn't pick me for something or thinks I'm trash because like, oh, oh well, like it brings me so much joy that I don't really care. When you, like when people reach out to you or recognize you, is it more from your podcast or is it, well, like look at like Casey Wilson, like she's kind of like, you know, Bitsesh is a thing now. Yeah. Right before it was, I was like, Happy Endings is one of the most brilliant shows that's ever existed in the yeah. history of TV. I mean, I get four things. I get Insatiable, I get Chelsea Lately, I get Mad TV, but I would say I have so- this the people who love the podcast, it's like the Psycho Super fans, it's like Insatiable, Chelsea Lately, and the podcast. That doesn't shock. Those were... Those were the four things I would have guessed. Like if yeah. you said pick four. Yeah. I mean, were you shocked when Insatiable came out and there was all that, you know, yes. drama over it? Yes, because I thought there would be drama over something because it was sort of a, a sassy show. But like, we certainly didn't think there'd be like fat shaming drama. I mean, like it's, it was openly written by a woman who talks about the fact that she's in Overeaters Anonymous and like, that she wrote it as like a cautionary tale of what if her 13-year-old young person inside of her that felt less than indifferent and was like binge eating, what if she got all of the outsides but did none of the work on her insides? Like if she just magically became perfect on the exterior but like her insides were still the same. So like she wrote it having like that's part of her story. Like that's part of her journey. So that then to have somebody twist it And I just loved her. And to have somebody twist it and say that she was fat shaming when it's actually coming from her own personal pain of struggling with like food addiction that she's open about, I I just felt very protective of her because it's like it was just based on a trailer. It wasn't even based on the actual show. People freaked out based on the trailer 
And then by the time, I mean, I will say, I think it put more eyeballs on it. Like a lot of people watched it, I think, partially to see what all the, you know, I think it sort of helped get attention, but I certainly didn't think it was going to be for that because it was the opposite of her intention. Yeah, because it was a thing. I mean, it'd be like somebody who's in AA writing a dark comedy, a cautionary tale about like drinking or something, and then somebody calling them like, you know, like sobriety bashing or something. And it's like, bitch, I'm an AA, like, I am sober. I am, like, I've been doing this. Like, this is, I'm telling you, this is like, I'm not saying this is a good idea to, this is a cautionary dark comedy. But it got a it got a second season, so that's yeah. good. It was super fun. So Were you fun. guys like shocked when it was canceled? I mean, I know Netflix canceled lots. Yeah, I, I mean, they started most. It seems like most of their shows they that they like, very few go past two seasons. So. At this point, I think they used to do longer. Um, we were certainly disappointed because it was so fun. It I think we were surprised. Like and it did well. So I think we were – it did well, and we had a good time. So, I, yes, I was a little surprised. Well, like, look at, like, Glow. I mean, I know that's partly pandemic, maybe, yeah. but, like, Glow is phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, there's a bunch that are, like, critical darlings that you're like, wait, that's not getting – like, that didn't get another season? That's crazy. It's weird. Yeah. yeah. How is it to work with Miss Alyssa Milano? Oh my God. I mean, I loved her. I I mean, I grew up watching Who's the Boss, you know? Uh, like, yeah. Oh my God, excuse me. Uh, Samantha. Uh, he, she, uh, he, she was so impressive to me because she's such a dynamo, you know? She works hard. She's a mom. She's an activist. And like, She's just the bravest person, and she was a nice person. She was very kind to me. And, um, you know, and there's moments where you're like, oh, my God, that's Alyssa Milano. Wow. She's beautiful. She's tiny. She's like, I'm 5'4", and I towered over her. She's, right. Did you watch her other, like, did you ever watch, like, Melrose Plays? Yes, yes, yes. Charmed? I didn't watch Charmed, but, like. She's just gone from, like, iconic show to iconic show. Like, yeah, I couldn't believe it. There's been certain people I've worked with. I'm like, that's Fred Savage. That's Alyssa Milano. Like, it's so weird when you're like, I'm now friends with Fred Savage and Alyssa Milano. Like, that's crazy. If you told my 12-year-old self that, I would have been so excited. I get it. You know, like, I mean, even through this podcast, I've become friends with people and I'm just like, you know, even like, so like in the housewives world, I'm just like, how am I friends with this person now? You know, they're kind of like a major housewife. Kind of the same thing on a smaller scale. But that, no, I get so starstruck for reality. I remember at the Chelsea Lately finale, you know, it was like Dave Grohl was there and Jennifer Aniston and like Sandra Bullock. And I was like, oh my God, it's Tim Gunn. It's Tim Gunn. Like I I was so nervous. Like Gwen Stefani was there. Like I just wanted a picture with Tim Gunn. I get it. I totally get it. Miley Cyrus. (laughs) Right. You're like, I just want Tim Gunn. I just want Tim Gunn. You need to, if you really want something to do, you should go back and just watch all of Charmed. It was such a good show. Was it? I okay. mean, you have okay. lots. You have the Shannon Doherty years. You have the yes. Rose McGowan years. You got. Yes. Uh, okay. I'm not mad. I Look, I, I like, love television. I love television. So I will happily watch it. I mean, if you like, like, if you like, like, Melrose and, like, 90210 and all that. Yeah. I don't yeah. see how. I mean, it's, like, picture, like, Shannon Doherty, Holly Marie Combs, and Alyssa 
in like stilettos kicking demon ass. I mean, like, sign me up. Right. I'm like, do in. I need to say anything else? And then like the amount of guest stars that were on there that are now like have gone. Sign me up. Sign me up. What was the best thing about Insatiable? Just that it was so much fun. Like the dialogue say, was so over I the top. I would say two things. One was the character that I played. Like they, it was fun to play a bad guy who it was such a, such a piece of trash, like so fun, but who, and that they would let me improvise and, you know, it was, it was fun to play a bad guy. Like it was so fun to play a bad guy who was wounded and was such a fun, large character, but who was doing it like who meant well, but was just hurt. And so that was that, just the writing and the, the actual part and the filming was so fun. And then socially we filmed in Atlanta mm. and I just had, I loved, I love Debbie. Debbie became one of my best friends. Like, really? I love Debbie. I loved the showrunner. I loved our director, Andy Fleming. And so we just, and I ended up loving Atlanta. Like we would just go have the best dinners and go roller skating and go like hang out in the park. And like, we just had a great time socially. It was really fun to be there. And now you're friends with Debbie Ryan. I talked to her for two hours last night. <laughs> Do you ever think of getting people like that or like a Fred Savage or an Alyssa? Like, you know, okay, maybe you don't watch The Bachelor, but like, Debbie's come on done, the podcast debbie's done like five of them debbie debbie was our rookie one year so debbie's debbie's done like five it's super fun yeah we've had some fun weird like we you know i've just at lance bass is doing it in a couple weeks again he's done it a couple times you know like i've just sucked in sort of random people and and it's fun i got beverly d'angelo from the show beverly d'angelo <laughs> did it that's a good one yeah like these random people like so that's been fun yeah what about so like to your point like about instagram followers like do you do you think that like now it's a whole different ball game like can people like do you think people do go on like you said like matt's a great like are people there for the right reasons or do you really think now it's past that and of course you want to fall in love if you're single but do you think most people go for like this is my chance I think it's a, I would say it's probably a half and half thing. I think it's probably something that would be fun to do. And then now it's like more of a franchise because Bachelor in Paradise only has existed for like three or four years, but that's where people really sort of build their following. Yeah. Um, so I think it's sort of a combo, but I do think even if you go in, let's say you go in and you are the thirstiest of thirsty people. Let's say you're going in just for Instagram followers. I do believe once you are there and they take away your phone and they, you're not allowed to go online, you're not watching TV, there's no magazines, there's no music, your competitive nature takes over. And I believe that you can change your stripes and want to win and fall in love. Like I think once you're in the environment and in the machine of the game of it, I believe people who can start to want to fall in love. So really? I, I'm not cynical. I, I do think that they, they have enough good people there that do really want to fall in love. And, and I believe it's possible. I, I have to, otherwise I wouldn't watch it. I was going to say, that's a very non-cynical view of the world. I can't, you know, like, look, you're always going to have some thirst there, but like. Well, that's what I was going to say. I mean, again, I take, I took my 10 year hiatus. So maybe yeah. I'm just out of it. But like when I found out Matt was 28, I was like. How is this going to work? 
They're younger. I mean, not to say, you know, not to be judgmental. No, I know. I, they were starting to get older, which is more fun because you actually could suspend disbelief and be like, oh, okay, maybe they are looking for a marriage. But yeah, um, I will say, look, I have to, I have to just, there, there are enough marriages that have come out of, most of the marriages come out of paradise because people actually get to spend a lot of time together. That's where all the babies come out of. So I have to watch fun. Paradise. Paradise I mean, is so fun. It's like musical chairs of like horniness in Mexico and like getting at it in hot tubs. It's a blast. And like, what is it though? Like, are you supposed to, is it like alliances? Like you're supposed to fall in love or get money? Like it's like, I so mean. It's, it's basically, and again, when somebody described it to me, I remember thinking, I'm not going to watch that. That's t- Here's what's fun about it. Let me start with the fun part. The fun part is the editor's. Uh, on The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, the main one, they have to protect their lead. So they have to treat it like it's Cinderella or Prince Charming. Like, so no matter what, there's a lack of cynicism and there's this, the fantasy of like the Disney princess. That's the, that's the main show. On Paradise, right. they're not protecting anyone. So they will sometimes have the contestants talking to a producer off camera and they'll edit it to make it look like they're talking to a raccoon. Like things like that that are just okay. fun to watch. That's but, fine. So it's basically musical chairs. So like, let's say they start out with six guys and seven women and the guys have the power the first week. So there's six roses getting handed out. You have to be paired up with somebody by the cocktail party in order to not get sent home. And then the week, the next week, the power shifts. And then, but each week they're adding in more people. So let's say I have a crush on Tyler Cameron and I know I've heard rumor that he's going to be there and he's not there the first week. So, but I want, I really want to hook up with Tyler and I think he might be coming like week three. That means like in the meantime, Oh, like, Oh, hi, David. I might need to flirt with David for three weeks to get his rose praying and hoping that Tyler comes down and might be interested in me. But then in the meantime, maybe I actually fall for you. And then you have like, you know, we're starting to fall for each other. And then next week, here comes Kelly Dodd down the stairs. And you're like, sorry, Arden, here's Kelly. So you just, even the most established It sounds amazing. Week to week, you don't know who's getting, who's getting injected into the roller dance, the roller rink. And like, so even the most established can get rocked when some new feet come down the stairs to this like resort in Mexico. And like, so the big thing is at the end, you have to be in an established couple and there it's the goal is a proposal. And last year we had a woman propose to another woman and accept. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. They're not together anymore, but that was exciting. That's uh, right. So, I mean, it's like, it's so, that's just like such a psychological thing on so many levels. Cause it's just the typical, like, you know, you always want to trade off. You want to see what's yeah, around the corner. You are horny. You already slept with this one. Now you might as well sleep with yes. someone else. Even and though you like the first one better, why not just sleep with everyone? Like there's so many things going on there. And like, there's always also like the hot commodity. So there's the one, like, let's say Tyler, let's say he went on it. He would be the one that everybody wants, you know? Right. And like, everybody's going to be gunning for Tyler. But you need the rose to, you need some, like, you gotta, right. you gotta stay. If you're, if he's not giving it to you, if he's giving it to Bethany Frankel, you gotta get somebody else to give you the rose to stick around. So it's very, it's so fun. You're gonna love it. You're gonna love it. So You've basically, just sold you're, me, gonna have, basically. you're gonna have, and they'll have like the great guys and the villains. So, like, so from like Tasha and Claire's season, we'll probably have 
They'll probably send stupid Bennett and Noah to go fight, you know, so you have the feuds and then maybe they'll send stupid Victoria. Like, so, but then they'll have the lovely ones. We'll have like a sweet Ivan from Tasha's season. We'll have like, you know, so we'll have adorable Ivan and say Brie doesn't win. So like Ivan and Brie, like maybe they fall in love. Like it's stuff like that, that you're watching all your favorite players that you've gotten to know from these past. These are the farm teams for Paradise. You're getting to know the cast, uh, the farm teams of Paradise. This is why it's Bachelor Nation. You go on one show and like you could be there for seasons. Yeah. Seasons. What about, so what about like a Victoria? I mean- Job well accomplished, right? Yeah. I mean, we're all talking about her. I know. I am of different opinion than my podcast fucking hates her. And and particularly, I will say, their main issues, there's always a villain. Their main issue is usually the villain's kind of sexy. So that makes the villain even more dangerous. Because usually the villain is kind of hot. And the bachelor doesn't see... Like, they just see them being like, oh, hi. You know, and, like, all the other women see how terrible this person is. Yes. This one just feels like a slightly Not hot. Not hot. Just, like, psychopath. (laughs) You know, so I feel like in some ways the women are all so nice to each other. You need somebody like a Victoria to keep it entertaining. Do you think it's really, like, you know, someone, you know, like, people say, like, oh, she's obviously not going home now. Like, do you think producers really are, like, just, she's not an option? Sorry, you're not sending her home. Yeah, I think they make them keep, basically, they're setting, they need one really bad guy. So each. Kind of. Each season, you have somebody that sucks. And they go on a two-on-one. So you have to – so say I'm going on a two-on-one with me and Kelly Dodd. We both – and I'm the villain. We both have to pack our bags before the date. And at the midway point through the date, one person gets the rose and the other person is immediately sent home. But usually it's hard now during the pandemic. During real times, the two-on-one, they would normally do it where they'll be on like a private island. And like, so the one that he's chosen, they'll like fly away in a helicopter. And the last you see of the villain is them just like weeping on the shores alone, left on a deserted island or left on the side of a cliff. Like they get, like the lovers get airlifted out. And then this person is just in an isolated, awful location left by themselves via helicopter. But they're not doing that during the pandemic. Well, it is such a good it's i am sold so i understand why you have a podcast it's like i've i've worked the bachelor into this podcast a little bit lately because i'm like yes it's like a whole new it's like a whole new yeah show abc sent me a matt james calendar it's up there he's so hot it's right above your book it's right above my book and then it's right next to i i recreated my sixth grade photo i made uh jigsaw puzzles i sent out with my book with me and my cat Tell us about your book. It's called Little Miss Little Compton. Um, it's like funny essays. I got Amy Schumer's like, I loved it. Chelsea Handler loved it. If you love a book like that, it's, you know, I grew up in a tiny town, uh, Little Compton, Rhode Island, population 3,000. My parents wow. met in New York City and moved there. They were co-workers and they never went on one date with one another. And one New Year's Eve, they got engaged on a dare and they got married six weeks later and they stayed married for 50 years. Wow. 
So it starts with that, and then it and then it comes, you know, how just sort of this funny, quirky family, small town, and then me getting to L.A., you know, accidentally kicking Courtney Cox on the face on the set of Friends, things like that. I you think did? I think yes, I did. How was that? Terrifying. It was terrifying, and um, I didn't know if she was going to be cool or not. And uh, yeah, that's what the essay is about. I can't was she cool? In the end, she was cool, but I could see there was a moment of like deciding. And you know what? She could have easily got me fired, and she didn't. So I will always appreciate her for that. I was going to say there was a moment of like, get this woman off set immediately. There was a moment of like, that just happened. Okay. How am I going to react? And then I think I was helpless enough and I'd been, I'm nice, you know, and she like took pity on me. I think you were just like filming a scene and like, it just, we were were rehearsing a scene and I had to climb. I played their maid that like they hired to clean the apartment and she thought I stole her jeans. And the way to prove it was that there was like an ink stain on the crotch. And uh, so she had to like look between my, and then I think she's a lesbian because I catch her like looking down my shirt. So, like, there's a bra thing and like a, so I, and I see her like looking up at my lady bits and, uh, and so we were rehearsing it and I'm like climbing around on the friends counter and, you know, and it was also like ep- season nine. I was, was like, the other guest star was Sean Penn, <laughs> you know, it's just like, and so they didn't rehearse much, you know, they, they were kind of a well-oiled machine. They had it down and, yeah. but there, so, but I had to climb around on the counter and like set her up for success and her head's between my legs. And like, I just moved my foot wrong. And like, it was like a chunky Steve Madden, early aughts boot, like a chunky work boot. And I just kicked her like right in the kisser. Like I just nailed her in the face. It was terrible. Wow. It was a nightmare, but she was sweet. She's my favorite friend, if I had to pick one. You know what? She was hilarious, and she was sweet, and I will always appreciate that. Did you watch Cougar Town? I did not. Was it good? Her and Busy Phillips, Krista Miller, phenomenal. Look, I'm, that's your second. I'm giving you two shows to watch. I'm not mad at any of that. I love all that. Do you have, like, from Bravo yesteryear, like, the shows, like, what would you, you know, do you look back? Like, for me, it's like Ladies of London. I think that's the best show that's gone. I mean, there's a lot of good ones. I don't know that. Was it It, good? It was literally, think Housewives, but in the UK. It was called Ladies of London. It was on picture, like, with a, first of all, gorgeous. I mean, this is, like, gorgeous women and just, uh, there were some Americans, it originally was supposed to be about American women assimilating into the London culture. So there was like half American, half British, but it didn't work out that way. It, it, I it, vaguely remember this. It's basically the Housewives of London. Just just think of that. Okay. And I'm it's gonna... British and it's like darling. And let me, and yet it's still as dramatic and crazy and fighting over the stupidest little things. Okay, here's my, this is not Bravo, but here's my favorite show of yesteryear. Yes that nobody watched and it was fantastic. It was on CMT. It was called Sweet Home Alabama. It was 12 country, 12 cowboys and 12 city slickers vying for a cowgirl's heart. You want season two where they had this farmer named Bubba um, who was fighting for the, they're all fighting for this woman. And it, the they so the guys they would pick were like the the city slickers were like the worst sort of cheesiest bad version of Jersey Shore, 
but the cowboys and the farmers were like the hottest, sweetest, lonely farmers that were like literally just looking for a bride. And she was this hot, like Southern belle. And it was riveting. <laughs> I, I, I do vaguely remember that. That would be my favorite one that nobody watched back in the day, Sweet Home Alabama. Did you watch things like Joe Millionaire for Love yes. or Money? Joe Those Millionaire, were? Who Wants to Marry a Millionaire. I feel like I watched The Swan. The oh, Sl hottie, The Swan. You know, that the was Swan. Dr. Terry Dubrow. That was Terry. Yes. Okay. So The Swan, Who Wants to Marry a Millionaire. Yeah, I mean. The Swan was literally, I'm sorry, one of the best shows that is ever just waiting for that reveal and they were always like whoa wow crazy this wasn't like sir this was like you don't even look the same you had like a new face body like it was insane yeah, it was insane it was insane when and i had terry on this podcast because i had heather and terry together yeah and i was like I, I have to and terry was like what like you're actually he could not oh. believe i was bringing up the swan i'm like are you kidding me it's like the best show that's ever existed i loved the swan I you loved had to stay it. in that apartment you couldn't look at yourself in the mirror I for mean, months think about how painful your body trying to heal from yes. all of those surgeries i mean the bruising i can't even imagine um it was great I, well, I didn't even know you were on Friends, so that's like, okay. <laughs> Insatiable. How was Chelsea Handler? Great. She was, she was really um, inspiring to watch because I did her show from the beginning, and I didn't, I didn't know her before. I was just on Mad TV, and I was on sort of a local show about pop culture. I've always liked talking about pop culture, and so that was a fun fit, and it was just interesting watching her – build her empire like over the course of those seasons. I did it every other week and watching her work ethic and watching her write those amazing books and then go on tour, like do five shows a week and then hop on a plane and then go do a bunch of shows and then sit there and sign every book of every person that came. Like I really think that sort of sweat equity and like connecting with her family, like it really was she she built it. It was fascinating to watch. And so I've always found it really inspiring and that she just really owned it. And like, you know, this was also back in, I don't know, 2009 to 2013. Like she was unapologetic and owned it like a man, like, which I think is happening more and more now in Hollywood with women. But like, you know, there was, I felt like she was pretty groundbreaking. Yeah. It was a great show. It was fun. These are some other shows you were on. You now I don't know. You could have been on for thirty seconds, but love. based on my research, great. These are some of my favorites: Hot in Cleveland. Oh my God, loved, loved, loved. Betty White. I mean, it's Betty White. It's it's Valerie Bertinelli. It's I mean, Wendy Malik. Wendy Malik, who I was also on to shoot me with, and who's so fun and so lovely and so cool. Loved, loved it. I played a hooker named Jasmine Breeze. That's that was a great show. It's the Purgatory from ABC. So fun. So fun. I did four of the first episodes of that. I loved Alan Tudyk from that show. He was great. Mm -hmm. Two Broke Girls. They were so sweet. I had a great time on that. And they were really welcoming and nice. And again, when you're a guest star, you know, people don't have to be nice to you because people, it's like new people coming in each week to your house. And they were wonderful. I loved them. 
That was a good show. What about, what were you on Grey's Anatomy? And do you watch oh, Grey's Anatomy? Because I still, I, I still watch every minute. Okay, then you saw me once I point out, okay, so I I mean, was, like all of these, like when I'm like, okay, like I can almost picture you in all of this, but okay, I mean, so I, I, I drink a lot of vodka, so don't take it personally. All right, so let me just paint you a picture. This might've been memorable. I was cliffhanger wedding finale episode two years ago. Um, they're all at this like beautiful outdoor wedding. Um, and I'm the wedding planner who goes into anaphylactic shock that they have to put a, and that they try to put like a, um, I have like an allergic reactive shock to shrimp. I'm eating shrimp and they try to put like a Benadryl up my butt, but I have Spanx on. So then they have to cut a tracheotomy in me and put a child pinwheel toy that's spurting blood. Uh, that's me. Oh, <laughs> did you watch Grey's Anatomy? No, you don't no, watch Grey's Anatomy. No, but I, so that was also shocking was I've never seen hotter actors in my life because, and the whole cast was there because it was the finale and it's a wedding. So, you know, so I'm the one, I faint in the middle of the, I faint in the middle of the wedding. And then there's like this sea of just like, they all had to like come rush around me. And I'm like, these are the hottest male and female actors I have ever seen in my entire life all staring at me lying on the ground, like with my spanks out. It's a great, great show. It was fun. Everyone was nice. And then what about Teachers? That's a show no one really watched, oh, but it was good. It was such a good show. They were lovely. All those women wrote it. Um, brilliant, I was, brilliant. Uh, they were brilliant. I had a really great time. They were really fun to talk to. I was like a trashy single mom, and uh, that was... I, I was, it was fun just talking to the women who created the show. I enjoyed that. Who are, like, do you have any other friends? Like you said, like Fred Savage, like I think Lance Bass is one. Like, is there any, like Debbie Ryan, like, is there anyone else like where you say, cause I have pinch me moments too, where I'm like, how, how is it that I'm texting this person? Like, do you have any others that you're like, I how am I friends with this person? I have a bunch of people. I have a bunch of people that like, I just take for granted. And then like, I'll, but then when I really, when I look down at my phone and I, I'm like, this is so weird. Like somehow you just sort of gather people over time. So yes, I do have, I do have a whole pocket filled with like rando weird, famous people that like, you know, I, I think I'm not like a thirsty per Like I think, you know, like, so if somebody likes me and that, um, if I'm their cup of tea, like I, I'm a, I have an odd assembly of people that I'm their cup of tea. <laughs> it's a weird thing. Cause like you, you really, it's a real connection. And then, right. Like I, I think like I'm similar to you, like the way you're describing it. Like, I don't, I'm not like a thirsty person. And then I'll have like a out of body moment of yes. like, well, like you are my friend it's organic, but if I yeah. stepped out of it, like, yeah five years ago or even, te you know, te this yeah. would be shocking to me. It, I just always but it pray just that, is that I pray that I like never lose my phone of like who's texting in. Cause it's like, it really is a surprising hodgepodge of who's texting in. And I would just pray that nobody would just cause I wouldn't want them people to get their numbers, you know, yeah. like, it's like and nothing exciting. It's not like really like, you know, I don't have like fun, sexy pictures coming in, but it's more like, well, this is, huh? Look at, look at this. Like, I forget, just, I think when you, you know, I've lived in LA for so long and I've been doing this a long time, like you just gather, you just gather weird people from jobs. Who's like one or two people would be shocked or like that you have their cell phone. I mean, Lance Bass, I guess that, that Marilyn makes sense. Marilyn Manson, to... Marilyn Manson. <laughs> I don't know. There's a bunch, there's, a, I, but I almost don't even want to name them. I have some that would really surprise you, but I almost don't even want to name them because <laughs> I think, and I think that's why they text me is because I'm not going to name them. <laughs>
Marilyn Manson's a pretty good one. Marilyn Manson's a fun. We did a movie together and we just hit it off and like we've gone and had a bunch of dinners like as buddy. We developed a show together for a while. Like he really likes comedy and uh so you know, we couldn't be more different and but but he he'll text me sort of like like comedy things. You don't have to name the others. It's fine. But you really, I mean, my mind is wandering. <laughs> what about like when you were on Mad TV, like all of these, it's like how do you decide like you did Goldie Hawn and then you did some of our favorites, Heidi Montag, oh, Pam yeah. Anderson, yeah. like Nina Garcia. How do you find like who you are going to impersonate? Like do those just come back to you? Like if I said like, I- I'd no, like to talk no. to Heidi Montag, it's not like that. No, I mean, depend depends on who it is, you know, but for the most part, some of them, you know, when, so they were doing a project runway sketch and then I got cast as Nina. So then it was like going in and like just seeing like, like her Nina Garcia, like there's something like, so you just watch a bunch of videos and try to like find a few things that were specific about them and then just heighten it, you know? So that was, that was always fun and a fun challenge to do because like there are certain people that have an ear that they can literally just mimic they can i was i don't know how i was more in the vein of like will ferrell doing janet reno you know what i mean where i'm like how can i make the character of this a funny character but it's not like an exact impersonation so that's that was always sort of my mo was the will ferrell janet reno lane of the highway <laughs> well like do you know amy phillips who does all of the bravo she does like bravo impression it's they're really uncanny some, some people are really good at that i would not be good at that and then before we wrap up just what is i mean would you say like the bat like out of all the reality shows is the bachelor like i mean i know it's your podcast it's a great podcast but like anything any other shows like reality that we haven't talked about that comes or is it bachelor just like your thing now no no i mean i love i love so many reality shows i mean i i get so excited on the class here and i love top chef i get and i don't even cook like i'm so excited when top chef is on i love it um i enjoyed all the new i enjoyed the like new tim gun heidi uh heidi fashion one like i thought that was fun and then i also enjoyed the tan uh, like the, I like Queer Eye a lot. I enjoyed the Alexa Chung Tan fashion one that they did on Netflix. Um, you know, I, I watched some, I, I enjoyed Love is Blind, you know, like I, I will really spread it out. I'll Do you get into the stuff. real estate, like million dollar listings and selling sunset? I don't, I have, oh. but I'm sure I would. I mean, it's literally more of an, an hour in the day thing, but I'm sure, I mean, there's certainly, it's not me being, uh. There's no judgment on it. It's just like viewing real estate. Well, know this. Selling Sunset is Adam DeVello from the Hills. So it's oh, okay. literally, it literally, it feels like the Hills. The music okay. is the same. Got it. I mean, it helps that in this real estate office, it's run by two brothers that, you know, they're attractive, like they're shorter, but yeah. then the women are like size negative zero, zero right. and right. negative three. Got and it. there's just drama and there's gorgeous soap. All right. I mean, look, I'd watch that for sure. Yeah. Everyone, tell everyone where they can find you, where they can find your podcast, the name sure. of your podcast, just because everyone, your podcast is great. It's so fun. It's called Will You Accept This Rose? It's on iHeartRadio, but you can get it on 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And my new book, Little Miss Little Compton, is available worldwide. It's also in an ebook thing. There's also an audio book. And then I'm on Insatiable, and you can. I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Arden Marine, but it looks like Myron A R D E N M Y R I N. And our podcast goes up every Wednesday. And it's great. And it's, it's really fun. It's, it's, we, we are legitimately fans. You know, it's a comedy podcast. So we're, I think we're like the main comedy podcast about it, but we don't hate watch it. Like we really are fans, but it's very silly. You guys, yeah. And you guys have been relatively okay to Victoria. I mean, like I know they don't love her, but. Yeah. I mean, to me, I think she's, look, we, I disagreed with my, some people hate her on it and she's fun to do an impression of. She's the equivalent of like, where my bitches at? You know, like, she's just like, it's fun to do her. I was surprised that we were talking about on my podcast how Victoria is so awful that she actually like pushed the vibrator girl out of the way that like that gal came in with the dildo, Katie. Like, oh, yeah. She thought she was going to be Victoria and she came in hot with a dildo and then like got steamrolled by Queen Victoria. And now we'll never see her again. Queen Victoria is like, I don't care if I find love. You are not going to forget me. No. And I actually think she's authentic. I think she's been, I think she's this irritating in real life and has been since junior high. But like that whole kiss with the Carter and oh. like, she's like forcing herself to oh kiss him. I'm like, I felt so badly for him. Like he doesn't want to kiss you. Stop. I felt, I wanted him to say no. I felt for him. Yeah. It's he looks cringeworthy. I've, I've been in that position of like not knowing, you know, back in the day, not knowing how to be like, Oh, like, and I feel like now in 2021 watching that, I'm like, you don't have to kiss her. You don't want to kiss her. Just don't kiss her. Just say, Just no. say no. Yeah. Just say no. It's okay. Just say no. Just say no. Did you, did you love that Claire blew up the bachelorette and just or were I mean, you just like, I mean, the whole season was a mess as far as I'm concerned, just for a lot of reasons. I found it, um, I mean, I feel like particularly they filmed at the beginning of the pandemic, really before anybody else was filming. So I feel like it was, I didn't mind. I actually felt like I enjoyed the four. I didn't need to have 20 episodes with her. I felt like it was sort of fun to have Again, because she's 39 and she's Claire, she was there for a husband. Not She doesn't care to set, like she could not care less about Instagram followers. Right, that's she the She wanted good part. a husband. And so in some ways it was sort of compelling. It was a nice sort of like hors d'oeuvre of like, here's a four episode arc of a full bachelor season. It's in, like madness, but like, I hope it works out for them. And like, to my point, like questioning that he's 28, Matt, like that is true. Like she's, she, she was ready. She wanted to get engaged yesterday. And there's just something about her. I didn't love. Oh no. I don't know why. No, but then Tasha came in and I thought Tasha was a good bachelorette. And I don't like Dale either, but yes, Tasha was good. Yeah. Everyone needs to follow you. You've been, I'm sorry I kept you. No, not at all. I'm, I'm, I'm like a two-year-old. So I always have to run to the restroom. That's why, that's why I'm nervous about plane travel. I'll never make it my whole flight. Well, and the amazing race, that, that uh, could be a problem. I mean, Lance and I already talked about, I would be the first contestant to have to wear adult diapers around. My career would be over. I would be the lady that wore diapers around the world on amazing race. But you already know, like you might come in sick. So like, that's, you know, like that's reasonable. Oh, yeah. like, We're never going like, to 
That, that like, we, takes the edge off, right? It would be us coming in six with Phil a few times having pity on us and saying this is not an elimination round. Like, we would, we would have almost been eliminated a few times because of me. Right, like in the beginning, and you'll just yeah, you'll yeah. you'll just time it right that that wasn't yeah, an elimination round. Yeah, a few round. times it's not an elimination round because like hopefully they'll enjoy us and want us around, and then eventually it's okay. We we have to cut you. <laughs> well, when that show opens up, I would say the two of you are shoe ins. I'm sure they're like. I mean, like, does the CBS like how are they like? Wait, Lance Bass is interested. Like, I mean, yeah. how does that that must think- be an interesting call. Yes, I think when my manager reached out, I think they were like, wait, what? We sent in a video. <laughs> we really? In, yeah, we pitched ourselves in a video. And we told them in the video that we're not going to win. But I can drive a stick shift, and I'm good at puzzles. Well, listen, Lisa Welchell, Miss Blair Warner from Facts of Life, was on Survivor. Oh, I didn't know that. Twice. Okay. She was on. Mike White was on. Mike White, the director, was on Amazing Race twice with his dad. That's the thing. You never, but yes, Blair Warner, Miss Lisa Welchel was on that. She just was like, I'm a Survivor fan. This is just something I want to do. And I'm like, I mean, I would, I was so excited and terrified at the prospect. And then I'll be real with you when we didn't have to do it. There was a part of me that was a little relieved. You're like, thank God. (laughs) I could say I was going to do it and not actually have to go jump off of a building. So maybe that's, that's yeah. That's the stuff that would get me. That's why I'm telling you, big brother, you sit in the house. Yeah. You do competitions, you sleep. You work out and you just talk and eat. And yeah, so you have to eat slop. Like who the hell cares about that? You know? I don't care. It's not I don't bad. Care. I'll eat anything. I don't care. Um, thank you so much. This has been fun. It's been a delight. You're a delight. And, um, and I'd love to come back and chat about The Bachelor. You are a delight. You're amazing. Thank you. Thank, thank you for you, doing Dave. this. Bye, boo. Have a good day. Thank you. You too. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review. Because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones. And the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're Behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you, guys. See you soon.